Hello, sweetie fam. Welcome to the Fit Well Teal podcast, where we talk about fitness and wellness and everything in between. Let's get into this episode. Today, we are joined by Samantha Crandall, certified yoga Pilates bar instructor. Welcome to the show. Hi. <laughs> Hi. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I just had a few classes, so feeling really good. Yes. What did you teach? Uh, we had detox yoga this morning, followed by a Pilates class, um, and that's what I follow for today. Okay, can you please share your background information about yourself so that our audience know about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So I am a 500-hour RYT certified yoga instructor with Yoga Alliance. I also am a certified Pilates and bar instructor, and I come from a background of modern and ballet dance. Samantha, so what made you start your fitness journey and when did you start it? I remember our small chat, you started your ballet when you're two years old, right? Yeah, so I practiced ballet and modern dance for 18 years. Um, I went to performing arts high school and continued with that through my BSA university. And as I was auditioning for companies to continue a dance career, um, I had a very terrible injury, which kind of forced me to shift. Mm. I got a job offer instead in New York, working for editorial magazines, and I worked for Condé Nast for years, for Vogue, for um, Glamour magazine, as well as for Harper's Bazaar, so I was with Hearst too. These are just different publishing companies. I was really craving that movement aspect that I had Mm -hmm. grown up with and Mm -hmm. was so used to pursuing, so I got my 500-hour RYT yoga certification and certified through Yoga Alliance. And then from there, it just kind of snowballed. I got my Pilates certification, I got my bar certification. I realized I really couldn't justify working in a space that I didn't feel passionate about anymore. And working in fashion, I wasn't passionate about it anymore. So I moved full time into working in this space instead in fitness. And um, I came back to Toronto eventually. And I'm just so much happier to be here now. That's great. Um, you mentioned about injury when you were the ballerina. Mm-hmm. So, uh, would you be able to share some of your challenges and how you were able to overcome that injury? Yeah. So it took me a while to kind of come to terms with with that. Um, my body just not performing the way it was supposed to. Um, I had a lot of nerve damage throughout my legs. I had a lot of muscle atrophy and. I really had to rebuild my strength and rather than looking at it as a setback, I took on other opportunities instead while continuing to strengthen my body. Mm-hmm. And it was then that I realized that yoga offered that safe space for me to continue to use my body, but how it was able to in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why I fell in love with it and I kind of fell in love with movement again. I wasn't mm-hmm. punishing myself for not being able to do to what do. I used to be able to do. Yeah. Instead, I was embracing these new challenges, mm-hmm. and it worked out a lot better for me, both mentally and physically, I think. Mm-hmm. That's how you decided to get that 500 hours yes. yoga certification? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And then, additionally, you pursue other certifications? Yeah, well. I mean, with dance, Pilates is a part of our formal training. We mm-hmm. have to do um, Pilates conditioning classes. And so I knew that repertoire really well, and I really loved it. And I realized that 
in addition to the yoga, the proper alignment that you can really hone in on for the Pilates was mm-hmm. something that I cared a lot about. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to be able to teach that as well. And bar is kind of this beautiful combination of Pilates and the ballet exercises yeah. that, I, that I love. And yeah cardio so like one more element um, yes and it just makes it so fun to have those three in my back pocket um on the flip side what were your achievements and highlights i think that just being able to make a career in this mm-hmm. space is something that i consider to be such an achievement yeah i know that it's a big leap to to go from one career to another. Yeah. And especially with fitness where a lot of people do kind of do it part time and they continue either freelance work on the side or other contracted work. Um, and bouncing around to different studios is always very challenging. Yeah. And to be at a space now like Altea where I kind of have everything that I do in one space. Yeah. It just feels that like the biggest achievement. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was able to meet you, right? Yeah. Bar classes, yoga classes, and Pilates as well. Yep. I've taken all of your classes. <laughs> What's your fitness goal? I think that just creating space for people to feel confident using their body and maybe ways that they haven't before or ways that they didn't think about before, especially coming back from a pandemic when so many people were working to try and maintain any type of rhythm or routine of yeah. those classes that yeah. they no longer could go attend. Yeah. We try doing you know at home workouts, online workouts, mm-hmm. virtual training. Mm-hmm. And to be back in a physical space and have mm-hmm. that feedback and that connection, I would just hope that people kind of embrace that and yeah. want to come back and participate that yeah. way. Um, and to to not be afraid of you know getting everything right the first time. Yeah. I know that especially when I was recovering from my injuries, I was so thankful to be training in spaces where instructors really held that space for me, mm-hmm. knowing that I might have to modify some movements mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so I just try and make sure that my classes are very inclusive as well. Yes, I love the part. Like <laughs> I've noticed when I took your bar Pilates and yoga classes I love the fact that you guided us with modifications because sometimes when my quads and hamstrings are too tight Mm -hmm. I can't really do that movement Mm -hmm. so I think option for us to choose I think that's really helpful yeah yeah Um, do you have any philosophy when it comes to teaching style Um, I think this is probably like from my ballet background Mm -hmm. but like Fundamentals are so important to me. I Fundamental. Re- yeah. Okay. I really think that if you can harness just those most basic practices, so things like proper breathing technique, breathing. how to properly engage your core, not core. just the superficial muscles, yeah. but those deep abdominal muscles deep. as well. Yeah. Um, standing with proper alignment and using your body in a way that doesn't mean you're compensating other mm-hmm. aspects of yourself or of the movement so mm-hmm. if that means shortening your range of motion so that you can maintain that control mm-hmm. I would rather see it I would rather see that type of modification than just pursuing with momentum and power to kind of feel like you've worked hard but maybe not necessarily engaging the correct muscles mm-hmm. um, how would we know whether we use the proper muscles mm-hmm. so I'm sure you've seen especially in my Pilates class how yeah. we warm up with that breath work and then we move into things like spinal articulation mm-hmm. and engaging the core through posterior tilt, mm-hmm. things like that. 
those cues that I offer at the beginning that I remind people throughout, of course, as the class goes on, those are the things that we need to not just skip over. Mm. It can be very easy to feel like, oh, I'm just lying on the ground here and breathing. But then you get to something more challenging later mm-hmm. on in the workout and realize, I have no stability, I have no control now, mm-hmm. and incorporating other body parts. And it's because you need to have that foundation of how am I stabilizing, how am I embracing my core mm-hmm. and my breath and connecting all of that together so that if I add more load onto this exercise, mm-hmm. I have that strong, it applies to call it a powerhouse, I have that strong powerhouse um, to work from um, so that I can achieve that full movement. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just knowing that those basics are just as hard as everything else. Yeah, yeah. And to not want to kind of go too fast, too hard, too fast. Too, yeah. too fast, too hard, too fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not absolutely, but you're a lot more likely to find yourself in a place where if you push that way, you might end up injured, and then you're not really getting anywhere faster because now you have to take time off to recover. To recover. I know that you teach a lot of classes, and it requires a lot of a lot of energy to interact with the students and with the class. I'm just wondering how do you recover from those? Yeah. Is there any like self-care routine <laughs> that you would like to share with us? Um, yeah, well I mentioned before I walk to work every day mm. um, and so I live in Rochdale which is about by walking like an hour by bike ride 10 minutes as it gets warmer. Um, I'll definitely be biking Bye. more, kind of shortening that yeah. commute. But right now, I really love walking. I think it's a very um, kind of active recovery thing that I can include every day into my routine. Mm-hmm. And that way I know that even when I finish my classes, I typically have so much energy after teaching that I want to work out for a few hours as well. And a lot of the time I will stay and do that workout and yeah. then walk home. Yeah. But I think that reminding myself to take that advice, you know, don't go too hard too fast. Yeah. I still have to walk home. That's great exercise in mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. And so now I've gone to a point where the days that I teach yoga mm-hmm. are the days that I walk home without maybe doing extra workouts here. Yeah. Um, because yoga without realizing it is a lot of upper body strength as well. So uh, I feel like I have that complete kind of workout on those mm-hmm. days without needing to hit the weights, without needing to do additional cardio or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. And then um, just being mindful of the fact that as much as working out gives me energy to kind of keep pushing it, yeah. um, I'm not a robot. I can't just run yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not a robot. Uh, so I, I make sure that I'm, I'm giving myself enough that I feel like I have that challenge, but I still have more to give so that I can come back the next day yeah. and feel refreshed and refreshed. teach again, yeah. rather than feeling like I have to sit this one out because I went too hard the day before. Yeah. And how can we find that balance, like the fine uh, line between I push myself and I challenge myself with the right amount so that mm-hmm. I can recover and work out the next day? I think it's about finding something or a practice that's sustainable to you. Sustainable. Okay. Um, I know I just talked a lot about Pilates, but in yoga we talk about finding our edge. So when to push a little bit further, when to pull back, and knowing the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that with anyone's routine, you kind of have to find where that fine line is for yourself. Yeah. And 
you know, rest days, recovery, that's just as important as the days that you are working out because exactly. that's when the muscles actually repair. Yeah. So if and you're, grow. And grow. Yeah. So if you're just constantly putting your body under stress, mm. it's just going to say, hey, we can't handle this anymore. We're, we're just going to pause yeah. and stop doing whatever. Um, but if you let it trust itself and yeah. trust what you need in those yeah. moments, yeah. then you can have that nice balance of, mm-hmm. you know, rest and recovery mm-hmm. and that those active workouts. I'm just wondering, as a yoga instructor, Pilates bar instructor, what's your diet like? Is there any specific diet that you're in? <laughs> well, I I've worked in a lot of areas with extremes, you know, from ballet to fashion, yeah. body image was kind of there in the forefront a lot of the time. And now with fitness, I try not to let that be the reason I'm eating or moving my body mm. in any way. Mm. Um, I'm definitely not a dietitian, so I wouldn't want to give people advice yeah. as to what they should or yeah. shouldn't eat. Yeah. I myself have definitely gone through lots of different phases. I was vegan for seven years. Seven years? <laughs> oh, wow. I was not a balanced vegan. I would not recommend that. Okay. For some people, they're really great at it. I have a lot of food sensitivities and allergies. Oh, okay, okay. So I wasn't able to fuel my body properly mm. with that diet, um, especially being as active as I am. Yeah. So now I eat a much more balanced diet. I emphasize protein, protein, carbohydrates, healthy fat. I make sure that my meals are rounded. And I'm also um, a big believer of knowing that even if I'm really active in the morning, maybe not eating as much during my classes, when I get home, I'm making sure that I'm still fueling my body. Yeah. Um, so I typically do come here straight from when I wake up and have my coffee. Yeah. And then I'll get home. At the end of the day, you know, make a smoothie, make a brunch, yeah, go for a nice little walk or whatever, come back, make a good dinner, have another snack. Like I'm I'm eating a lot more in the evenings so that I have that energy to power me through the next day. That's it. That makes sense because you're super active and Mm -hmm. you need to teach a lot of students that fuel your body properly so that you can actually recover well for the following days, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And what are your advice for those people who are struggling with their body image, who have a not really healthy relationship with food? Mm-hmm. Are there any tips that you can share with those people so that they can actually yeah. feel mentally and physically healthy for the long term? Yeah, I think that the most important thing to remember is that you can't hate yourself into a version that you love. And a lot of the time when people have an unhealthy relationship with food, it's that fear of what will happen if they are eating this way versus what their goal might be aesthetically, things like that. Mm-hmm. And if you're coming at nutrition from that restrictive kind of harmful mindset, yeah. you're it doesn't even matter what size you end up, mm-hmm. it won't fill that void that you're trying to achieve by by looking towards a certain image and a certain path to get there. Yeah. Um, and so I think that the best way to kind of heal that relationship is to A, want to heal it. Um, it can be very hard to admit to yourself that there might be a problem there. And yeah. B, to recognize that food is is what we need yeah. to Essential. do all these things. Yeah. You know? I mean, I just think about it, it's so funny because you would never 
go all day without breathing. I mm-hmm. say, wow, I had such a great day. I didn't take a single breath. Mm-hmm. And yet somehow with food, which is just as important for survival, yes. people might think like, oh, I, I ate very little today or I didn't eat today. Like I'm going to feel so good after my workout now. And, and it's like, no, you're, you're not. You're yeah, really you not. That. You need that. It's um, essential. It's essential. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of my take on it. Um, I don't know if that fully answered your question, but I think it is a very personal matter. And yeah. I think that um, we all know that that's like something that we need yeah. to kind of accept. Yeah. <laughs> Food is not our enemy, but it's the essential for us to function exactly. and for us to recover and for us to perform. And I'm sure that looks different for everyone. I'm sure my eating schedule might be different from the next person. Yeah, exactly. Ultimately, we all need the same thing. Yeah. And finding what works best for you, what makes you feel good and Mm -hmm. energized Mm -hmm. and helps with any type of muscle recovery, it helps you sleep well. Mm -hmm. Those things are so important. Great. Do you have any like reward day workout? so much or like I did I performed well I want to reward myself for something is there any food or snacks that you you would go for to be honest I've never looked at food as a reward system you know like if I want to celebrate I'm not thinking what sweet can I have or what meal can I have it just doesn't even cross my mind if I'm celebrating I want to know like what can I do that makes me feel good and usually that means going for a nice walk or a nice bike ride and my boyfriend can attest to this on every birthday every everything we'll go rock climbing we'll go for a hike we'll go hiking I'm not thinking like I want this cake it's just not in me um so no I don't have that relationship with food um my favorite thing in the world that I do maybe reward myself with sometimes is carrot juice But like I love carrots and carrot juice so much that I actually turn very orange from it. How? It, it affects the, your skin because of the vitamin yeah. A. You have to be eating a lot, but like a bottle of carrot juice has like 38 carrots if you're buying that massive one. And my skin was very orange and my dermatologist was very displeased with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so she told me you have to like cool it on the carrot juice. So I mean, maybe that is like a reward, but... Oh, wow. My retinol would not approve. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. So we'll have a quick lightning round questions. Okay. okay. You're ready for it? Uh, what's your favorite food? Watermelon. Watermelon? Really? What's your favorite pre-workout food? Well, I'm bad about that because I'm like a coffee and then workout person. Really? But I drink electrolytes right before. Oh, okay. Always. I drink them all day long. Okay. Um, that counts. Okay. <laughs> okay. What about post-workout drink or food? Oh, I make um, a protein smoothie. Mm. Always, always, always. And I add um, turmeric, ginger, mm-hmm. and black pepper and cinnamon. And I just, it's so yummy. Then I'll follow it with more food. <laughs> what about food? That's your, like, smoothie, right? That's your That's food. my smoothie, yeah. yeah. Um, in terms of actual food, I know I was in, I, I went through a phase where I ate, like, ceviche every single day. So that was probably my favorite after workout food, but also avocado, eggs, toast. Like, I'm so simple. Okay. Yeah, I love, avocado. I really love bread, so I try and put it into as many meals as possible. Okay, cool. Uh, what's your favorite activewear brand? Oh, I'm trying to find a new one. Right now, all my activewear is like Lululemon and mm. 
no hate to them, but I worked for Lululemon very briefly. I know oh, that really? I no longer have that discount. Uh, I like can't. I just don't want it. Okay. What about shoe brand? Shoe brand. Um, Nike? I do. I really like Nikes. They mm -hmm. fit my foot really well and they're very comfortable for sneakers or like workout wear. I love them. I have a couple pairs. Okay, perfect. What's your favorite sport? Or it can be workout. Biking? Biking? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. <sighs> you mean other like, than Pilates? Bar, other than Pilates yoga. Bar yoga. Yeah, that I, makes sense. <laughs> okay, lastly, what's your favorite restaurant or bars? Mm, probably Sushi on Roxy's. So to me, I love sushi and I go there a lot. <laughs> okay, perfect. Okay, so before we wrap up our um, interview, I'll ask you one question, one last question. What is one thing that you know now that you wish you knew earlier? It can be your career choices, it can be your fitness journey, wellness journey. Yeah, um, I think just that fitness can actually be a career. I know that before I kind of thought you have to do it a certain way and I was successful in other ventures. Um, mm -hmm. but. I didn't realize that I could take this as like a full-time thing and it's taken me years to kind of get here mm. um, and do that in different ways throughout and just to, to have the faith that that would work. What about if there are any teenagers or like university students who would like to pursue the path that you're currently at, what are your um, advice for them? To begin, get training, get certified, and do it somewhere that you feel confident in will give you that background and need to be a confident instructor and to be truly helpful with the people who are taking your classes to yeah. offer the correct advice and modifications and everything like that. Yeah. Um, and then to just know that it's not necessarily a linear path. Yeah. Um, I think that we get so fixated on how can I do this as soon as possible and the smoothest way possible. And yeah. I'm actually very thankful for the other experiences that I've had on my way here. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just, it might look different for anyone, but that doesn't mean it can't be a goal. I think every experience is really helpful and it can be really um, the stepping stone yeah. to get you to the next level, right? So I think that's really helpful advice for those people who would like to build their career. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Where can our audience find you? Wish I had like good social handles. I mean, my Instagram is just Samantha Crangle. If you were looking to connect that way, otherwise here at Altea. Altea, yay! Okay, thank you so much for your time and sharing the stories with us. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to the FitWell TO podcast. Follow us on Instagram at fitwell.to. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple and Spotify and leave us a rating and review. This really helps this podcast get more listeners and to get more great guests on the show. We look forward to seeing you next week on the FitWell TO podcast. Thank you.